Welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Odelina Chobanu, and this week I'll be sharing with you some insights into one of my favorite storytelling initiatives, the Moth. We'll find out how they work with people in cities around the world to encourage them to tell their stories at live events, on the radio, and through the Moth podcast. <music> The Moth's name and concept came from how its founder, writer George Dawes Green, used to spend his evenings with friends in Georgia, playing cards and telling stories on the porch, where the light attracted the Moths. The Moth will be turning 20 this summer, and over the last two decades the group has been putting on live events regularly in cities around the US, as well as Australia, Ireland and the UK, dedicated to telling true, unscripted first-person stories. The events mainly fall under two categories. The first one is Story Slam, where participants are chosen at random after they've put their name in the hat, and the stories they tell fall under the event's theme, which can be wonders or karma or cheating. Here's Catherine Burns, the most artistic director, explaining how the themes for the shows are picked. In the old days, we would always pick the themes first and then go out and try to find five stories that really explored that theme. Sometimes we do the opposite now. We'll have a handful of stories that we want to use that we're developing and say, what do these stories have in common? I think the most fun we ever had with that was we had an airline stewardess from JetBlue. We had a New York City cop, so you know NYPD Blue. We had this guy, Steve Burns, who's the star of a very popular children's program in the U.S. called Blue's Clues. So we ended up doing a show with the theme of Blue. <laughs> And that was really fun. So it really is just like ideas that are cooked up by our staff, sometimes by our community. Like someone will just be at a show and be like, you guys should do this theme. And we're like, yeah, we should. So they really come from all over, like wherever the inspiration pops up. The producers listen to everything that comes through the pitch line and they work with storytellers to help them shape their stories, give them structure and overcome the emotions they might have about getting up on stage in front of an audience. But they're not allowed to use any notes. We find that notes keep them from connecting with the audience, you know, that they're just looking down and focused on that, and that people do much better when they don't have notes. People get what we like to call it the moth, head in the desk drawer syndrome. All their energy is going into that sheet of paper in their hand and not into the crowd. And we find that kind of counterintuitively, if you focus that energy out towards the crowd, they're going to send it back to you in such a warm way. And that's going to automatically help you remember everything. Also, the truth is that the mosque, we always say that worst case scenario, if you forget something, you just go, oh, I was supposed to tell you three minutes ago that blah, 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 blah. And if anything, the crowd will only love you more because all crowds of storytelling shows generally want is for someone to come up there and just be human, you know, to be their most authentic self and humans forget things really we just find that people often love the storytellers even more the last thing i say to every single storyteller i work with before they go out is i tell them to have fun on stage we find that moth audiences they're just the greatest audiences in the world like wherever you go london sydney some rural town in america we find that people who show up for nights of storytelling are doing so because they really want to connect with other people and they come to the show really wanting the storytellers to do well so if when you get on stage you could feel that energy of the crowd just really rooting for you, it'll help you do better. But another trick of the trade that we suggest, while the stories aren't memorized, we do encourage people to memorize their first lines and their last lines. Because, you know, when people start out, they're very nervous. And if they don't know exactly where they're going to start, like it's good to have the first line down. And at the end, we find that if people don't know their last line, they'll often say something like, well, I guess that's my story. And they'll just wander off stage. And we're like, no, go back. You know, we always tell people that they want to stick their endings like a gymnast, you know, coming off a apparatus. And so 
memorizing just their last line, it helps them know, you know exactly where they're headed to and land it in a good way. The Moth also has a podcast and a weekly radio show in the US, which launched about nine years ago and features a selection of the best stories told during the live events. It's quite a process picking the stories. So like I said, someone from our staff listens to every single slam story. It happens anywhere in the world. And then they nominate the stories that they think would work best on the radio. Eventually, senior people on our Story Slam team listen to the stories. And then the very best ones bounce all the way up to the mosque of the senior directors. And we listen to them and decide what's going to go on. We have a process actually where any member of our staff can nominate a story if they're at a show and see it. And for the main stage, we have a system where we um, actually go out and choose the storytellers for the shows and work with them and you know, curate the nights. And so for those, there's a team of us. It's like the people who produce and direct the main stage mostly. And we listen to about two hours of audio a week that's coming in from these shows. And then we get on this massive conference call and talk about each story. And so, you know, sometimes we might just say yes and it gets approved for radio and then it goes into a giant pile that then our radio hosts and producers choose from to put the shows together. We might actually call it to fix, meaning maybe they stumbled a little bit or something was confusing, but we love the story and we think, let's send them out again. Because like I said, there's 44 shows a year, so you can send them to a different city to try it again. We really do cast the people we most believe in and we do everything we can to make sure that their final stories make it to a wider audience. That's always a goal. The second type of live show is the main stage, an event curated by the Moth staff, where storytellers range from celebrities to regular people who submit their stories through the Moth pitch line. Meg Bowles is a senior producer and co-host of the Moth Radio Hour, so I've asked her to explain how the main stage events work. Our main stage shows feature five storytellers, each telling a like 10 to 12 minute personal story from their life. They're hosted, and they're usually organized around a given theme. And so most of the storytellers we go out and look for, you know, we're searching for a specific story that we want to hear from, you know, like a gentleman who I worked with who was from Fukushima, or he was in Fukushima when the earthquake happened. He was standing in Reactor 1, and, and so, you know, we go after him to talk to him about sharing his story with the Moth audience. And we also have a pitch line where people can call in and pitch a two-minute story. So we find a lot of stories that way, and then a lot of word of mouth of people saying, oh, you really should talk to this person. But then from there, once we kind of have a storyteller lead, we, we talk to them. We uh, try to help shape their story and focus in on what story they want to tell, what story is important for them to tell. And we work with them to kind of help craft it into a, an arc and into that kind of 10 to 12 minute format. The job of a director for the main stage is to listen to the story and to hear how it will hit a listener's ear because people read differently than they listen. And so, you know, the way that details unfold would be different in a told story than it would be in, say, an essay that you would read in The New Yorker. So our job is to kind of help the ear along with the listening. So by this point, you can probably think of a story you could tell yourself at a moth event. But where do you start? How much background do you need and how many details do you provide? We work with the storyteller to kind of help focus them because, you know, oftentimes they'll come and they'll have these huge overarching stories of their life. And sometimes we have to help them kind of gel it down into moments because oftentimes these people that are telling their stories are not performers. You know, they're, they're just average people like you and me who have some sort of remarkable or interesting story to share. And so our job is to help them build their confidence so that they 
feel confident getting up in front of an audience to share it. A big piece of advice I give a lot is if a story is emotional or tends to make someone feel an emotion, say they get choked up in the middle of it, often I will tell them just to breathe, just to stop, feel the emotion and then move through it, you know, as opposed to trying to fight it because when they get very overly nervous or they get choked up, if they try to hold that in or contain it, it gets worse. So often it's just best to stop and take a breath and feel the emotion and then continue on. And if, like me, you're more comfortable with putting your story in writing, here's what you should remember when telling it live. Often when you write, you're observing. You're standing over here looking at what happened. But when you tell a story, I often encourage people to really stand in the action of the story. Really tell us about it from the point of view of reliving it so that the listener can feel like they're on the ride with you, you know, as opposed to jumping ahead and telling us the end. Really stay in it moment by moment so that things have unfold the way they unfolded for you so that, you know, if you had no idea what was coming, neither does the listener. For me, that's the big difference in writing is often when you write, you tend to observe and foreshadow. And in good storytelling, you kind of want people to experience and feel it along with you. To sum up, if you've never listened to The Moth or been to one of the live events, I've asked Catherine to share one of her favorite stories ever told by a participant to give you an idea of what you can expect. One of my favorite stories is actually told by sort of a British national treasurer, Paul Nurse. He's an amazing scientist, and um, so he's a geneticist. And at the risk of like a little spoiler, he told this amazing story about getting his green card in the United States rejected and discovering that because his family had actually lied to him about who his mother was. So like this famous geneticist actually did not know his own genetic history. Thanks for listening to this journalism.co.uk podcast. 